Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you what. If you leave here today, down and out, I don't know what, what, what I could do for you other than tell you what I'm going to tell you today. Does anybody in here believe that God loves them? Yes. Uh, that's good. That's good. I mean, he just loves you when your hair is just right, right? When everything's good. When, when, when you're making good money, right? That's, is that it? Am I wrong? Am I missing something here? Unconditionally. Always loves us. So today, based on just what God has showed me over the last few months and conversations I've had, and, and I have a lot of conversations with this. I think this is the number one thing. We believe that God loves us, but we don't always receive it, do we? So y'all help me with that. Can you read that for me? One, two, three, go. Just receive it. We're talking about his love. So over the last few months, the Lord has just really been pouring this in my spirit. And, and you know, I know while I was off a little bit from work. <laughs> yeah, we know. While I was off from work a little bit from my, my uh, job out there at NASA, I really got to do a lot of thinking, you know. And uh, with that came a lot of gratefulness. Gratefulness for so many people that God has put in my life. Gratefulness for, you know, having insurance. Gratefulness just for having a Savior that won't give up on you, you know. And uh, I found out that if you have a heart of gratefulness, it also builds your faith. If you have a heart of gratefulness, you don't worry about a lot of things that you used to worry about, amen? So what happens is that gratefulness has a way of edging out doubt, amen? So I pray today that we get rid of any of the doubt and just look at what God has for us and how much he loves us. I'm going to read a lot of stuff that I have written down today. I had some really good notes, man. I take them from time to time this week. And I want to share that with you. So, you know, we just want to receive it. I pray that you receive the word of God today. So I was looking at this. I said, God's love is deep and his love has nothing to do with you. And you say, what do you mean by that? Well, because I want you to follow up on this here. Listen, in other words, it's not contingent on your performance. <coughs> now, 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 I know it's easy to say, but think about that. Now, others might love you. And I wrote a few things down here why others might love you. Because you're cute, cuddly, and adorable. <laughs> you tell them, lover boy. All right. Maybe because you're rich. Uh, they love you sometimes because you're fun to be around. And your family loves you. Why? Because <laughs> they have to. Right? <laughs> they they kind of have to, right? But think about that. You know, you, you look at this, and I want to I go to our scripture today. And this is what Paul's prayer is for the church of Ephesus. And it says this. He's praying and he lays this out. And this is my prayer for us as well. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So I, I go back through, the, through this thing and I, I highlighted a few things. And I said, man, I just want to kind of preach through that a little bit. That Christ may dwell in your hearts. When we call on the name of the Lord for forgiveness of our sin, Holy Spirit comes and dwells in us. You're a new creature with a new feature. Right? The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The Spirit of God comes and lives in you. You ever feel alone? Sometimes we feel alone. Amen? You feel like you're the only one. You could be in a big room and you feel like you're the only one. I want you to remember this. If you've called on the name of the Lord, you have a personal relationship with the Lord, he hadn't gone anywhere. He hadn't gone anywhere. So I want us to try to focus on a few of those things. He says he wants us to be rooted and grounded in what? He didn't say, I don't want you to know all the answers. I don't want you to, 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 to be the perfect weight. I don't want you to do your hair just so. I want you to be grounded in what? The love of God. See, when I start realizing how much God loves me, it's crazy. Isn't that something? Before I got saved, I always felt like this. I said it before. I went to church once when I was five, once when I was 30. I knew about God. I didn't know God. Anybody understand that? I knew about I had this crazy idea in my mind that God was just waiting for me to mess up because I knew I could never measure up. And, man, that's a rough way to live. And if you're rocking and rolling all the time, you're probably not in the center of God's will. I know I wasn't. And so I'm looking back at this, and somebody told me that good news about the love of God. It just, I was Mr. Tough Guy then, man, I thought. Mr. Karate Guy. You know, if I make the problems, I will solve them. That's what's going to be. And then somebody told me about the love of Christ, and man, I just started bawling. You mean he can love me? I mean, how many people got a closet they do not want to open the door on? 
Hands everywhere. That's it. Lock it down. But I'm going to tell you this today. That when God came into your life, it was finished. That's it. Not just what happened before you got saved, but what's going on in your life today. Right? Now, I'm going to tell you this. I'm never going to come up here and say I'm soft on sin. I'm saying that you know what? That we need to understand who we are in Christ and realize that God dealt with our sin situation. Amen. And what he's done is he's separated as far as the east and the west of their sins, right? But when, if we don't know that, if we don't live that, if we don't receive that, we're, we're, we're on the outside looking in. Was that good enough or was that not good enough? Religion is all about you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, put this in the pot, do this here, say this four times. God says, do you love me? God said, will you receive me? Will you trust me? Man, when that clicked in my heart, in my head, I thought, what in the world have I been running from? And what I did, I started running to Jesus. You know, I talked to folks before they get married a lot of times, and, and I asked them, I said, well, where's the Lord in your, in your life? And you'll be surprised sometimes. Because sometimes he's over here, sometimes he's over here, over here. You know, and I ask him different questions, you know. And I said, you know, is God the centerpiece of your relationship? Because I know if God's the centerpiece of your relationship, you're still going to have ups and downs. But if your eyes are focused on him, he is going to draw you to himself. And as he does that, he's going to draw you closer together. Amen. Sounds like a win-win. I did not say if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, everything is perfect in your life. You'll, maybe your hair won't even be messed up when you wake up. I didn't say that. I got a question. Has nothing, how can you go to bed and your hair stick up like this in the morning? I, I get up and go, how did that happen? You know, some of those things you just don't know. Side note. But, you know, you, you look at these things and you say, man, when you do go lay down to bed, can you lay down and rest knowing that God loves you because he loves you because he loves you? There's no, man, look what I could do. Okay, yeah, that's great. Look at this. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, we, we don't say this, but we act like this. We think we're going to impress God. Look at look what I'm doing, God. I'm going to Bible study. Woo, look at this. I read my Bible. Woo, look at this. Look at that. Help somebody across the street. Look at, you know, trying to do all these little plates, right? And then when it falls off, we think he doesn't love us anymore. Today, I want you to hear that God loves you because he loves you because he loves you. All right? So, I want to, I want to read a few more things I had here. I said, God's love for you is simply this. Because he wants to love you. Isn't that something? I wrote something down today and I probably shared it in there. God, nothing's going to stop God from being God. Amen? And the Bible says God is what? Love. That's the deal. That's the deal. So let's take a look at this. I said God decided to love you. He loves you because God is love. 1 John 4, 16. And I got some more scriptures if you want to write it down along the way. And think about this. You know, sometimes it's easier to love people. Let's be clear. It seems like it's easier to love some people than it is other people. We're just being honest, right? I know that doesn't happen here, but I mean, you know, somewhere on the other side of Wolf Creek Road probably happens, right? Not here. But look what, look what in Deuteronomy 7, verse 7 and 8. I got this on here. I'm just going to read it to you. It said, the Lord did not set his love on you nor choose you because you were more in numbers than any other people. For you were the least of all peoples. But because the Lord loves you and because he kept, he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers. The Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh. Now, I'm going to tell you what. When they were under the hand of Pharaoh, things were rough. We, we studied a lot about this on Tuesday nights. You might not be under the hand of Pharaoh in that aspect. But you might be under the hand of Pharaoh in this aspect. Guilt, shame, money, fear, doubt. Amen? But, but look what he says he did for, for his children, right? Even when you feel like the least of all the people. You ever feel like the least of all the people? Man, I'm going to tell you. To have the privilege to, to, to preach God's word, I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. You know? When the Lord called me to preach, I thought, did I hear that right? What? But see, this is the thing. I thought, man, I, well, you mean I got to be a Hebrew scholar and a Greek scholar and I got to know all these things and all the only thing the Lord has ever asked me to do in this aspect is tell him what God has done in my life and share what he'll do in yours. But isn't that the gospel? That's it. God loved the world so much what he gave his only begotten son who believes in him will not perish but have what? Everlasting life. 
We get that messed up. We think it's just till we mess up. It's everlasting, eternal, right? So we look at that and we go back and he says, you know what? I brought you out with my mighty hand. I redeemed you. You know, when we think about redeeming, right? I always go back to this thing. How many people ask us all the time when I say redeem? Remember the H&H, was it H&H green stamps? And all the young folks go. Yeah. But, but when, when we used to have a place called Belos, right? Yeah, right? You go down and get your groceries. And depending on how many groceries you got, $20 might get you five of these stamps or $50 might get you 10 or whatever that. And you take those little green stamps, right? And you put them in this book. You had to have about $480 million to get like a tricycle. But, but anyway, you put them on there and you put them on there. And once that thing was filled up, you could go to the, the green stamp place and you could pick out a prize. Now, it might take you six years to get something decent, but, you know, you put them back. Get them stamps, man. Me and my sister be in there like, hey, let me get this bag. Get down on there. And so then you would go cash them in. And they would redeem them. They would take that as payment in full for whatever you, you got. If you had a certain amount, like I said, you might have 300 for, a, you know, a, a yo-yo or 9 million for a bicycle probably. But what I want you to see is that, had, that, that right there paid it in full uh, on a totally different scale. When God redeemed you, he paid you, paid for you in full. All the stamps, okay? His blood was poured out. For each and every sin of the world. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. All the ones from your great grandparents. To us to now to your grandchildren. All that is paid in full. But sometimes we still like think we, we got to pay. Them. Right. How can I pay for my sin? I can't. If we could do it. If you could do it. She could do it. If he could do it. Jesus Christ didn't have to come. But he did have to come. And he did it willingly. Isn't that something? You never read in the Bible. And God said oh, I'm going to send my son. He goes man I don't really want to go. You know, send me the heart of love, the hand of love, the face of love, Jesus Christ, the son of God. Amen. I want us to see that right there. So I, I was writing a few things down. I said, so if you feel like you're in that bondage today, if you feel defeated today or maybe this week or maybe last week or whatever this comes up, I want you to remember that God has made a way. Somebody say amen. We just need to receive it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick out a few things through Scripture. If you got your Bibles with you today, we're going to be primarily in Romans chapter 8. You know I love that, all right? So let's jump on up here and see what the Lord has for us. So the first thing I want to ask you, who shall separate us? You heard us sing about it a little bit. Let me give you the Scripture here. Romans 8.35 says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? See, if you get this bolted into your heart, it's going to help you in every area of your life. Not just today, every area. Of your life. Amen. Mm -hmm. So it says this. I said look how. Paul leads into this statement. Right. I'm going to go back to Romans 8.28. We'll probably pull that up here in a little bit. But I'm going to kind of jump around and pull this thing all together. It's familiar read for us. And we know that God works all things together for the good. For those who love God. To a call according to his purpose. I said you know think about this. That doesn't mean everything that happens. Is good. It means God has the ability. To make it good. Anybody had been through a tough time, and it was really, really tough. But on the other side of it, you go, wow, I can bring a lot of tools out of that to help somebody else. Amen. You may go through a divorce. You know, that's, that's a tough thing. But I tell you what, when you talk to somebody else, maybe going through a tough time, you can minister to them. You might have been out of money. They come out on the other side and say, man, let me tell you how God provided that. All these things. You might have got a bad diagnosis or something on, on one of your tests, you know, from the doctors. And God brings you through the other <laughs> side. And let's be honest. Sometimes we don't see the blessing until maybe we get to heaven. We don't always see all the blessing unfold. It might just be on the other side. But I'm going to tell you what. There can be blessing in the midst of your day. Amen? But you got to look for it. you got to look for it. So many times we focus on the problem instead of the problem solver. Well, let's keep on rolling a little bit here. Got a lot of scripture for you guys to write down. Romans 8.31. It says, when, what then shall we say to these, these things? If God is for us. Who can be against us? I want you guys to take a, take a time to write this down because later on, underline them in your Bible or you're having a tough time, look at this on your refrigerator, pull it back out of your notes and see what's going on. And I believe right there it'll bless you. So many times we go, wow, man, I'm, that's great. Did we talk about it? Go back and look at God's word. And, and, and Paul starts giving us a, a series of questions leading up to where I'm going to go back to this 835 here. But look at this at 31. That's a good question. 
One, we probably asked many, many times again, man. Maybe, uh, maybe we're asking that thing today. But think about this. With everybody and everything against me, where is God? You ever feel like that? That's a good scripture to stand on. Amen. You know? Think about that. Man, I, I feel alone. I feel pulled back. We all face opposition. Amen? Amen. Sometimes, hey, I, I wrote down a few things. In our body, sickness, disease, aches and pains. Anybody have them from time to time? Oh, yeah. Amen. Absolutely. Uh, from people. You know, sometimes it's hard to get along with people. No. No. <laughs> right? With hurt feelings. Anybody get some hurt feelings sometimes? You just hurt my feelings. You didn't answer. <laughs> Disappointment. Man, but those are real things. And we don't realize sometimes we hold on to them and carry them on to the next day and bring them into the family and bring them back to the job site. And all these things that are very real start impacting our lives. And we go, how did I get here from there? But you know what? When we realize and keep our life focused on the love of God, it'll help change all those things. How about our circumstances? Has anything, can anybody tell me, has everything worked out just the way you had planned in your life? Not a hand in the house. Isn't that something? I had no idea. I had no idea that God would give me the opportunities. I had no idea some of the stupid things I've done over my life that I would even survive. A friend of mine came by work the other day, and uh, we were talking, and there was a guy sitting on the sidelines. You know, he just kind of listened. And we went through the whole neighborhood, and the guy said, excuse me, can I say something? <laughs> he said, are y'all the only ones living? Because everyone, you said, yeah, yeah, you know he got killed, didn't you? Yeah, you know, he got shot, didn't you? You know, this one overdosed, didn't you? You know, yeah, this one had a heart attack. This one wrecked his motorcycle. The guy said, man, there must not be anybody left in your neighborhood. But you know what? Those things happen. But as I go back, I, I think about how blessed I am. Man, I tell you what. I started playing rock and roll music when I was 14 years old. The guys I played with in the band were 24. That's not always a good influence, right? That's why I look so much older. But thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, we was wondering what happened. But I tell you, you start getting exposed to different things at a young age. And you think, well, that's just the way it is. It's not necessarily the way it is. But where you grew up, that's normal for you. So what happens is when you're trying to talk to somebody and that's not normal to them, they're like, well, what are you talking about? You know? I get that with my wife sometimes. She goes, I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> I love that communication. You know, we'll go somewhere, and, and, and man, they mix the schools together so I could talk a little job, everything else. And I know we were somewhere, somewhere, and somebody asked for something. They said, uh, do you, do, yeah, so can, can, you got a case quarter. And this is like, you got a case quarter. What they meant was, I'll give you two dimes and a nickel for a quarter. She goes, how did you know that? So it all depends where you grow up, man. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that's the best thing to know, but there's some things you need to know, right? And, and, and she's like, get Thomas off that little merry-go-round. I don't even understand this. Well, everybody doesn't talk the same language, all right? But I'll tell you one language everybody responds to is the love of God. Amen? Amen. The love of God passes all those things, all that stuff. And I tell you what, it's, it's good to, to, to be involved with a lot of different people, a lot of different things. But here's the thing. Maintain your identity in Christ. Be who you are in Christ. You be the influence. You be the light. Amen? And sometimes it's not comfortable. Amen there, right? Because, oh, yeah. As Tanya used to say, they call her the church lady at work. Right? Oh, yeah. And then, oh, here comes Reverend Chapman. Here we go. Here we go. You know, they, they, they want to. See, a lot of times they'll put that out there trying to belittle you or something like that because you know what? They're really afraid to look at their own life. But you know what we do? We just keep loving them. It's not that we're preaching at them. We're bringing them good news to them. There's a difference. There's a big difference. Love them where they are, man. Love them where they are. And I think that's just so amazing, man, that, that God will use us every day to just uh, have those great opportunities. Let's take a look at this here. I said the question often is not, can God handle my problems, but will God handle my problems? We ever ask that? Because we know he can handle it. God can do anything, right? Yeah, but will he? Maybe he will. You know, how many times you say something, you're praying for somebody, the Lord moves in mysterious ways. Well, read his word. It won't be so mysterious. He's not slinging bad stuff on his children, right? You know, I love my boys. I'm not going to say, man, how can I get even with them today? I'm going to fix them. Fix that little red wagon. I'm like, you know, hey, how in the world can I show them about my love for them? 
as we say many times, dear old dad says, and Denise says, if you do one more teachable moment, we're going out to this, Jesse was talking about, hey man, I want to tell you something right here. And it's, and it's almost like, wah, 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 wah. I said, I just want just a teachable moment. I want to share this thing, you know. We might be talking about yesterday he went to go uh, do his trumpet thing. What was it, Jess? Uh, uh, my friend's flat tire and then he drove home. Oh, yeah, he was telling me about his friends with his flat tire and, he, and what they did and all this. And I'm going, wait a minute, that's not good. Wait a minute, guess, who, guess who's going to know how to change a tire before they go out, you know? And not only that, I'm going to give him Robert's car just in case. <laughs> My dad said to call you. Robert said, say, I got his number. You call him. <laughs> but you know what? We need to prepare them for those things, right? But also, don't be afraid to ask for help. Amen? Sometimes it's a little bit more than what we want to deal with. But let's go back to this. Will God handle our problems? He's more than capable. If we understand the love that he has for us, guess what? We're going to be more apt to believe that. Do you believe that? Will he handle your problems? Or will he just leave you? Well, he, he says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Let's take a look at a few more things. I said, I, I wrote a few, few things down here. I said, here's the question. I said, God has love on his mind for you. So we go back here. Can he handle it? Absolutely. Our situation doesn't phase God. You know? He doesn't look down and go, uh-oh, I didn't know Buddy was going to pull that stunt. Right? Buddy didn't know he was going to pull that stunt. But God has already seen the beginning from the end. And he's going to use those things to mold us, to, to prepare us and protect us. But we've got to realize that it's all about how much he loves us. If you don't hear anything else, you're going to say, man, he kept talking about how much God loved me, how much God loved me. Just receive it. Just receive it. Because God's love is so different from our love. Like I said earlier. Man. Watch football. Right? We're talking about that. See this? See the guy did an amazing catch last night for, for the Steelers. He had the ball. It went here. It went back between his legs. I'm not exaggerating. And he reached through his leg and did a somersault and caught the ball. They loved him. Right? They loved him big. Let him fumble. <laughs> Let him go to the next level and they fumble. And he's like, but what about last week? Be like, what have you done for me lately? Right? Isn't that the whole thing? They'll, they'll forget about that in a minute. God does, God's not like that. And that's why it's so hard for us to get our minds wrapped around that. But I want you to know this. Nothing can separate you from God. If you get that point in your heart, let me tell you, that's going to make a big difference. Let's take a look at here. Romans 8.32. He said, He who did not spare his own son... But delivered him up from, for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? When you go to buy something uh, and you pay the price, it's because you see some value in it, right? I love cars and stuff like that. And, and so when I go to look at a car, I know what I want to pay for that. Now, somebody else will go, I wouldn't give that to you, right? I had the privilege to stop by my buddy's house today. Uh, the other day, Robert, he got him a new toy over there. I didn't ask him, could I say that, but you'll love me through it, won't you? He said, <laughs> you look at this, this, this car. He sees the beginning from the end. He knows he can do it. God has gifted him to do so. He's going to fix it, say it's going to, be, it's going to be awesome, right? Now, somebody else might go, you did what? Right? When you see the value in something, you don't mind paying it. Let me ask you a question. Did God see the value in you when you were bare metal, when you had some rust, when you had some, some uh, fender bent, right? Yeah, I saw that. He says, I'll pay the price. I'll pay the price. And see, I want us to understand our value. We can understand value in other things and, and other stuff like that. The house, man, I'll pay you this for that or that. You know, I'm just trying to give us a correlation, a picture there. But think about how much something must really be valued if you laid your life down for it. Now, maybe in our mind we can get a little wrapped around that. Moms and dads, aunts and uncles, grandparents. If something was going on with one of your children, you'd maybe jump out. You'd like to think you would and, and protect them. But what about for the guy next door who's been stealing your newspaper for 13 years? Huh? What about a guy at work always doing this? The Lord saw all that and he said, you know what? I'll pay that price for them. So, you know, a lot of times when we close out, I always bring this up. The Lord says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. 
I love that. Because I don't know about you, I was and still can be a whosoever. Right? But God even covered us. So there's no reason for you to run from God. We ought to run to God. Amen? So I want you to know that nothing can separate us from his love. There's a couple little things here. I said, man, did you realize that God gave everything for you? So if he gave everything for us, would he still leave something undone? No. I want to, I, this is not on here. I just want to share this. How many know that their salvation is complete and finished at the cross and the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ? Amen. It's done. It's finished. He didn't say it is halfway. It's halftime. He said it is finished. If it's finished, then why do we keep going back and try to add to it? I want you to understand that that's grace. I want you to understand that that's mercy. You can't add to it. God's unearned, unmerited favor. He loves you because he loves you. He gave his life because he loves you. And now we have an opportunity to receive that. But I want you to know as you go through your week and your day, you don't have to worry about being separated from God if you call on the name of the Lord. Now, sometimes I'll tell you, we feel a little distance, right? You're praying and you just don't, don't feel and hear. What did I say? Feel? It's not about feeling all the time. See, that'd be based on emotion. See, I feel happy today, right? Later on, after the Redskins game, I might not feel happy. No, you'll be happy. Oh, good. But, but you see what I'm saying? That's based on events. That's based on circumstances. That's based on everything's good, right? But what happens when you drop the ball? Not just a football guy. What about when you drop the ball? When dads drop the ball, when moms drop the ball, when children drop the ball? You can still realize that, you know what? We're not going to be separated from God. Let's keep on moving. Everybody doing good so far? Hope you're getting some good notes. Anybody happy so far? Oh, it's going to get better. All right. Now, have you ever thought about this? How could God love me? I'm the only one who ever said that? All right, I'm going to say that y'all don't have a raise your hands. Let's take a look at this. Romans 8.33, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, just as if you never sinned. He makes you right. Now, you know, a lot of people sit there and say, well, we know all that, do we? Because I'm going to tell you, when things get tough, you better know this, but you better believe this. You better have received this. Because there's things in our life. We're starting a new year. There's a lot of road left in front of us. Amen. There's going to be a lot of bumps and bruises and all those things. I said, man, buddy, I thought that was going to be an encouraging message. It is because I want to gird you up in the word of God. So when these things come, and they will come, right, that we are secure in Christ. And I looked at it and said, I said, you know, how could God love me when I'm so unworthy of his love? You ever feel like that? Sure we do sometimes. He sees my life. He knows how I live, knows me inside and out, knows when I fail him, and when I fail to live up to his love. See, this is, this is us talking, right? Has that ever happened? There's too much sin in my life. I told you about my dad when, when I was trying to get my dad to understand how much God loved him. He said, I, I know that, but there's just too much sin in my life. And I shared this last week. I said, so your sin is greater than the sacrifice of Christ? And it snapped, and he goes, no, I'm not saying that. Every time we come up with that, that we think that we can't be forgiven, that we can outsend God's grace, we got the wrong picture of God. God's grace is more than enough, amen? Let's take a look at this here. This is why so many times we feel like that. Satan is the great accuser. Oh, man. He'll say, hey, nobody's looking. You can come over here. Oh, you can't do it. It's no big deal. One time won't hurt. Next thing you know, ah, boom. The saying I have for a long time is, sin doesn't have to come in a 55-gallon drum. You can get off course just a little at a time, at a time, at a time. You go, how did I end up over here? Because Satan said, oh, that's okay. That's all right. And then as soon as you step across that line, you are no good. How could God love you, Right? That's not from God. That's not from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says, hey, you know what? You missed the mark. Let's get back in the game. Hey, you know what? Jesus paid the price so that you could be reconciled. You could be redeemed to get back in the game. There's still scar tissue. There's still th you still might have to go to jail. You still might have a problem with other people. But I'm going to tell you what. When you repent and turn back to God, you say, Lord, help me in this situation. I got you. Isn't that something? Isn't that freeing to be forgiven? 
Let me ask you another thing. Isn't it freeing? It might be a little harder now. I want to see what y'all say. Isn't it freeing to forgive others? It really is. I, I feel like I need to talk about this a little bit. When we talk about forgiveness, and I, and I always couple it with this, when we forgive someone else, that does not mean that we agree with their offense. Okay? That means that we agree that we're not going to let that shackle us and bond, bound us to a life of just bitterness. I don't know what others have been through. You don't know all the things I've been through, but I'm going to tell you this. Bitterness is not better. Peace is better. Forgiveness is better. Faith is better. I'm not saying you, you, you got to forgive somebody and then you turn around and you got to go out to eat and you're the new best friend and all that. I'm going to tell you, you need to come to a place in our life to ask the Lord to help you in those areas. And I'll be honest with you, it's going to take the Lord in those areas to help you. But let me tell you what happens from that. It starts changing things from the inside out. It starts giving you a new perspective. I can tell you what, when you've been through something and you come out the other side, does it change you? Does it give you a little bit more compassion usually? Amen. I can tell you, it does. A lot of times you deal with somebody and say, hey man, I'm going through this situation. They go, oh man, just suck it up. You'll be all right. Don't worry about it. That's not necessarily what you need. Or, they, or somebody say, well, if you didn't do this back there and you didn't say this over here, it's point out all your faults, right? Sometimes you just need somebody to love on you. Amen? Just need somebody to love on you and point you back to the love of Christ to, to, to help solidify that in your heart so you say, man, I don't know what's going on in my house. The roof's about to cave in. Everything I do is all messed up. What is going on here? Well, good. It is good to look inside and say, Lord, am I missing the mark? Help me, help me on this. But guess what? I'm not checking my time. My, my watch is loose. Um, it's good to calibrate our heart, right? Look at the word of God. But also, we talked about this a few weeks ago, just because things are going good in your life does not mean that, that you're just a, a wonderful person. Because the flip side of that is there's some great people living for the Lord to go through some tough times. What really brings out the amazingness of God is when people go through those tough times and they're still praising the Lord. And that's something. You go, how in the world? They lost a child. They lost a job. They lost all these different things. And, and it's not that they're, had, they're not singing a song. Woo, yeah. They're going, you know what? God sustained me through this. I've done a lot of funerals, more than I care to do. And I tell you, there is nothing more sad than doing a funeral when somebody, when you meet with a family, you don't know if they know Jesus. Because this is what you're up against. I'm going to preach the truth. And the truth is, if you don't know Jesus, there's no way to heaven. It's a straight path to hell. So you turn around and you get ready to start laying out the gospel and say, hey, you know what? Nothing can separate you from the love of God as a child of God when you called on the name of Jesus. So they're saying, you mean Uncle Joe, if he didn't call on the name of Jesus, he's going to hell? I'm telling you this, that the, Jesus, the, the, the Bible says there's one way to heaven. It's through Jesus Christ. So if you're trying to find a back road, it's not there. That's why we preach it every week. That's why every time the urgency is there. You know what I mean? It, it, it was funny. I want to share this. Some of y'all have heard this, and I won't tell the whole story. I did, I did a funeral to, for one of my buddies that passed away, and he did know the Lord, and that makes all the difference. We were singing, praising the Lord, and everything else. It was a graduation. And before we got there, a guy came in, and he goes, look, I just want to let you know I got to uh, leave here. In a little bit, but I just want to make an appearance and stuff. It's a good friend of mine, but I got to leave here because my daughter has a, a play to go through. I didn't want to disrupt your service. I just want to let you know. So people get up a lot of time. They go, oh, my gosh, man, buddy, buddy must have said something. No, they probably they got something going on. Right? Might have a bad back or something else. Might need to, you know, take a call. So don't always assume that because this is what happened. I'm preaching. Everything's going good. People, amen, and everything else, right? And what happens is the guy gets up and leaves. I didn't miss a beat because I knew what he said. The next day, one of my buddies called me. He goes, man, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Man, uh, somebody, some, somebody went to one of those funerals you preached. Man, you doing all right? Yeah, doing good. Because I, I can't remember what it was like, 20 or 30 people got saved there, right? I had business cards and stuff out there. And people looking for me. Where's your church? Where's God really moved in that thing. But this one person saw things from the other side. 
I said, man, buddy, preached that thing so bad. One guy even got up and left. <laughs> I said, ain't that something? And I started laughing. He goes, man, you, you sure you're all right? I said, they didn't say nothing about the 25, 30 people got saved. They didn't say nothing about that. See, because they were looking at the wrong thing. They were looking at, man, people got, people were getting up and leaving. <laughs> there were people getting up and getting saved too. You, know, you forgot that part, right? So, you know what I mean? Sometimes people can see it half empty instead of half full. I hope we're the ones that see it half full. Amen? You know, think about that. I, so many times, I always goes in the, the back of my mind. I was like, why wouldn't people just pick the best? We always pick the negative. I always say we default to the natural. Well, you know what? When you know that God loves you so much, it's going to help change those things. It's like, well, you know, how come they didn't call me back? I can't believe they didn't call me back. Maybe they didn't get your message. Maybe you're not the, the center of the universe. Wow. Everybody goes, I'm not? Yeah. It's crazy. Let's take a, take a look at some more good words. Jeremiah 31.4 says this. <clears throat> I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. Somebody say amen. amen. Can you imagine being in a relationship? Maybe it's your best bud or, or your wife or whoever. Let's just say it's one of your buddies. And you rode his motorcycle and you wrecked it. And he couldn't get over it. And every time you saw him, you go, hey, man, how you doing today, man? And I was doing a lot better until you wrecked my motorcycle. Okay. Oh, man, I'm sorry about that. You know, I'm paying you to fix and all that. Okay. This is hypothetical. And then next day you say, hey, man, you want to go get something to eat? Yeah, I would, but uh, you wrecked my motorcycle five years ago. So you graduate and everything else, you go, hey, man, how's the new job going? That's good. Maybe I can save up and fix that motorcycle you broke. You, say, you know what I mean? Could you imagine somebody holding on to something that long? We do. Married folks, I don't care what you argue about. You come back to the one thing. Man, I'm telling you what. The dog could throw up on the carpet and you start arguing about that and it's still back about something you did 25 years ago. Why is that? Because we don't let stuff go sometimes. Where's that forgiveness? Aren't you glad that God doesn't pull out your rap sheet every time you come to him to pray? Man, wouldn't that be something? It'd be a long line at the throne if that was it for me. Man, had that thing down there? Now John's not leaving because I said something. No. <laughs> but you know, here's the whole thing. If we get these things in here, let's re re regroup a little bit. It says, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? That's us. us. Now, I, I like to ask this a lot because sometimes I think we get the wrong understanding. All right. How many people in here, you don't have to raise your hand, you just say amen, have put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. All right. How many saints do we got in here? Amen. Really? Christianity 101. Ready? A saint, the biblical term of the saint, of a saint, is one who has put their faith and trust in God. You're a child of God. See what happened there? How many people believe Jesus Christ is, is, is the Lord of their life? They've received Jesus Christ. Made everybody say, I have. How many saints we've got? Uh, me. Because we think we want to look at like Mother Teresa. You know, we want to look at all these things. But you don't have to look side to side. You need to look upward. You are made right through the sacrifice of Christ. So when you say, you know, a saint of God, when he, when he refers to that in the Bible, and we've got some other scriptures going to bring that in, about, I think it's even in the first one here. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, here we go on our, on our handout. Let's take a look at that handout. And he says, right on down, he says, I want you to be rooted and grounded in love uh, and may be able to comprehend, comprehend, Comprehend with all the saints, with all the believers, with all the folks that have put their faith and trust in the Lord. That's us. So don't let that trip you up. It's based on what Jesus Christ has done. I want you to get that today. I want you to understand it's all about what Jesus has done. Because what happens is if you think there's something in between you and God, you won't go forward. You won't move to him. If you got a problem, it's easy to put those problems off, right? But when you know that Jesus Christ has leveled the playing ground at the cross and, and rose again to separate all our sin, done. He didn't just patch it. He just didn't hide it. He didn't use Bondo. He removed it. That gives us the right relationship. Look at it. said again. I want to read Jeremiah 31, 34 again. For I will forgive their iniquities, their sin, right? And their sin I will remember no more. I try to, try to give us all those different illustrations of that. 
Isn't it great to be forgiven? I'm going to tell you what. It'll change your blood pressure. It'll change the way you raise your children. It'll change the way you spend your money. It'll change the way you, you do business when you know God loves you. I went back to work. I was off six weeks. This is crazy. I've been working there 30 years. 30 years, man. Pretty good employee. Got some awards along the way. And I got some good friends there. And one of my friends said, hey, man, I, I want to talk to you. I said, yeah. He says, this is really bugging me. I said, what's up? He said, you know me, me and you like this. I said, yeah, what's up? He said, man, they were going to ship you out of here. I said, really? He said, they almost shipped me out of here because I told them they're crazy if they move you. I said, really? He said, don't that concern you? I said, no. I said, if you'd have told me a while back, that might have concerned you. I said, what did I do to get moved? He said, nothing. Okay. So what I got to do to stay? <laughs> I don't know. See, see, that's how it is. When everything's going their way, you're there. We love you. 30 years, didn't matter. But if I ask the question, why are we doing it this way? The rules said we're doing it this way. They were like, you know what? He could be a problem. Right? But I've got, got back, see, and everything's lovely devil because guess what? Everything's okay now, see? I'm not trying to get my business out there because this is going to happen to anybody. That's what I tell my boys. I say, you know what? You do the best you can. You see what's going on. I don't miss time. I do this and everything else. And I'm not coming down on my job. I'm telling you, this is how people are. So when they wonder, man, how's your career? I don't have a career. I have a job. This right here is my life. I go to work because I need to make some money for my family. And God has blessed me with that. And I'm going to do the best I can while I'm there. That's cool. That's it. Because I know that you'll drop me like a hot potato. You tell them this when I got my leg cut in half at home trying to heal up. Come on. What's up with that? But see, now that I can get out and run and do all this, they go, man, he's doing all right. We like him. Yeah, yeah, think about that. That's why I, I, I get so irritated with stuff. When people get a little age on them, they tend to put us on a shelf. I don't like that. Bill said amen. You know, it is. It's true. It's true. And I, I can't stand that, man. Maybe that's why I cater to the seniors so much, you know? I'm like, hey, man, they, they got so much to bring to the table. I love talking to people that have been around the block. Let me tell you, if somebody's been through something, I can learn something and not hit all the bumps, all the potholes, I want to talk to them. Amen. You know, I want to I pull something out of that. You know, Scott shared his testimony many times. He says, you know, I went through a lot of stuff, but I'm going to pull the positive out of that and I'm going to help somebody with that. That's the love of God working through you into somebody else's life. But see, sometimes people just don't like you because they just don't like you. Right? But God loves you because he will always love you. So whose opinion matters? God's. So I'm talking to my buddy and I'll bring this to a close. He goes, man. He said, you act like that. I don't even bug you. I said, what? <laughs> what? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter because I know this. If I do the best I can while I'm there, Document what I do. That's it. In the story. So I'm telling you, whatever you do, do it unto God. I don't know why. They sign the paycheck, but God brings the promotion. Amen? Amen? That's it. So I'm working for Jesus, whether I'm over here, over there, over anywhere. That's the deal. So when they say, well, we got to work overtime. Okay. Well, we, we got to do this. We got uh, whatever. You know? But it took me a while to get my mind right, as they say. It's not that I'm, man, I'm Joe Company, man. It's that, you know what? In one of our meetings, this might have been somewhere too. I said, well, y'all do what you want to do, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, I think I told y'all this both back. At the end of the day, I just want to represent the Lord good. So that's that. People don't, that, people don't always receive that well. But guess what? I bet you guys said, you tell them. And I was serious. I wasn't being bold. I was, Yes, I'm just, and they know me, and they go, you know, that's, that's just the deal. Because I'm so thankful, and I see God pull me through so many things. Have y'all, anybody, you don't have to raise your hand. Anybody ever got fired before? I, I lost a job, and the Lord gave me a new job making more than the guy that fired me. Amen. So, 
Not that I want that to happen, but I'm thinking, man, we'd really be doing good if that happened, right? <laughs> Double it again, you know? Those things happen sometimes. In the midst of that, I wasn't thinking that. But when you got that track record with God, when you got that, that relationship with God and you see the love of God, even if you don't see it unfold, there's like, man, God must have something better going. I want to tell you that today. When the door seems to close, remember that God will open a window, amen? amen? You know? And that's the whole thing. How could God love me? Because you're his favorite. You're just not the only one. Because you have great value. Because he knows that you're worth it. He has put his spirit to seal you in your life. Let's keep on going. I'm going to bring it home. Everybody doing good? Amen. We need to receive it, man. We need to receive that. So many times we just let it go on by here. Well, how many people still not convinced? Right? Still not convinced? Let's look at the rest of the word here. Romans 8, 38, 39. For I'm, con I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principality, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created things will be able to separate us from what? The love of God, which is in who? Christ Jesus our Lord. You want to learn a memory verse? Take that. Put that on your pillow. Put that in a fortune cookie. It won't even fit in a fortune cookie. It's so big. That's awesome. That's the truth. That's not just what somebody might say. That's the inspired word of God for you. And I go back and look at that over. Well, well what about what about this uh, things? What about things in my future? He said things to come. Well, what about what about you know? Uh, this is a pretty big thing. He says height, no doubt. All things created. You can't even undo it. What do you mean by that? I'm gonna be very careful with this. You can't mess up enough that God will give up on you. God wouldn't give up on you. We can mess up a lot. I'm not giving you a right to sin. I'm not telling you to go live any way you want. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is, when you understand the love of God, you want to be with God. And, and you want to do anything, you want to be obedient to God. Because God's love is so great and so overwhelming. What happens 90% of the time if you're praising the Lord and you get in the presence of God? I don't know about you. I usually go down on my knee and my face is full of tears because I'm overwhelmed. I'm not scared. I'm not thinking, oh, here he comes to get me. I'm going, my gosh, that love that he pours out on us. Man, if we thought that much about how much God loved us and really just walked with it, man, it would change everything. I want us to hear that today. Well, let's keep on going. How about this? You have never lived a day, a minute, a second, when God didn't love you. It's not like you just showed up here and said, man, 1965, we're going to have a handful born 1903 so we'll drive that's what I'm talking about the day you're born you're like oh boy got you covered already knew that already made a way for that but the thing is how many times we, we don't take that in you know I, I wanted to read a few things here and I said you know what we, we may have hidden our shame from God like Adam and Eve in the garden but God still loves you you may have deserted him like the disciples when uh they fled from Jesus and was arrested, but God still loved you. You may have denied him like Peter uh, when they asked him about the relationship with the Lord, but God still loves you. You may have doubted him like Thomas, but God still loves you. Isn't that something? Some of the things the Lord's taught me along the way would always go back to other characters in the Bible. I go, gosh, Lord, how could you use me? I remember I told you I used to do a Bible study down here. And the Lord spoke to me right about that corner right there. And I'm crying like a baby all the way down here. And this is what I heard the Lord. He said, look at the other ones in the Bible. How many know David had a few flaws? Huh? How about Moses? Right? And I start, and, he, and he's popping all these guys in my mind, right? Moses, David. Man, who else? Give me somebody else. Paul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all in Paul, right? All of them. Paul says, why do I do the things I do then I don't want to do the things I do, right? All that. And the time I got down here to turn it, I said, Jesus, I'm your man. I'm just as messed up as everybody else in the Bible. And I said, use me. Use me. See, any good things coming out of my life, I'll be fast to point it to Jesus, right? Real fast. When I was in there doing all the little leg lifts and stuff like that, at the uh, physical therapy place, the man told me, he says, look, I've been here three years. I have never seen anybody heal up as fast as you. I said, you should get Miss Peggy to pray for you. <laughs> get Miss Peggy to pray for you. You'd be back on top. 
appreciate the prayers. I said, you know what? I said, that's God moving. Yeah, but, yeah, but you're determined. You know what? I'm determined to believe nothing can separate me from the love of God. I'm determined to believe that God loves me and he's going to put me through the other side. I'm determined that we're going to keep on walking, we're going to keep on moving, we're going to keep on doing what God's given us to do. There's too much to do to be sitting on the sidelines. So guess who gets the glory? God. Everybody I talk to, I got to share Jesus with. Because they can't go anywhere. They got their leg in a sling. You know, they're doing this thing. I say, hey, how you doing? You know, can I pray for you? Yeah, yeah. You know, so all those opportunities, God gives us those opportunities every day. Let's take a look at this. Jeremiah 31, 3. A lot of scripture for you guys to look up and, and have at the house. Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. How long is that? Forever. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. God, if you're here today, you didn't just pop in. God has drawn you here for a time such as this. Right? And we're so grateful to have you. Out of all the places you could be, you chose to be here with us. And we said, man, come on. We're ready. Bring it on. But you know, Sometimes we still doubt. Why do we do that? Because you know what? We look at the world instead of the word. I want to encourage you to look at the word of God. I want to encourage you this week to read the, uh, Romans chapter 8. If I talk to anybody going through a tough time, 99.9% of the time I'm going to tell you, you know what? You know what I do? I build myself up in the Lord. I spend time and read that. And it starts out. Therefore, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Levels of prayer went on right there. No condemnation. That means you're accepted. We like to belong, right? You think about it. In school, some people got to be in every club, everything, all that, all that stuff, right? We want to belong. When you come here, we just say, uh, uh, okay, ladies to the left, men to the right, tall people over here in the back, all that. We just say, come on in. Right? You accept it right where you are. Because that's how God has it. And that's what God does. Our love for him is an amazing thing. But what holds us together is the love of God for us. I remember praying a couple years ago. I said, Lord, I just want to love you more. You know what I got back in my spirit? You just need to know how much I love you. If you know how much God loves you, you won't have no problem loving him back. You hear me? You think about that. You ever had somebody just bend over backwards for you? Just, and, and, and let me say this. Jesus is not a floor mat, amen? He's to be reverenced and honored and, 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 and he's holy. But when you start realizing, man, how much he loves you. Because a lot of people walk away when things get bad. People be right with you and then you step in something. And they go, I ain't never seen him before. You know, he always has shifty eyes. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, people drop you like a bad habit. Boom, gone. But you got a few people say, you know, uh, that's not cool, but I'll tell you what, we're going to get to the other side. That's your friend. That's the blessing. And even if these natural eyeballs don't see anybody else, I can promise you from God's word, he won't leave you. God will never leave you. So I hope you hear that today. Got a couple more things here. I wrote this down. I said it earlier. I said nothing stops God from being God, and God is love. Nothing stops God from being God. And he is love. Let's finish back up with this here and bring it right here. Can we read that together? We'll just start with the that. One, two, three, ready, read. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That's my prayer for us. That we could be filled with all the fullness of Christ. Is anything lacking in Jesus? Not even a little bit. Not even a long day for Jesus. Nothing. All the time. We got it. So, you know, if I look at this and we bring this home, I said, you know, here's another one I'm going to read to you. I don't have it up there. Romans 5, 5. It says, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. Man. The Holy Spirit in us is revealing things to us from God. 
Sometimes we read the word and we go, man, I just don't understand that. And you meditate on the word and, and you're reading through the word and the Holy Spirit starts opening things in God's word. Help you understand it. I told you several years ago, the Lord really was, is patient with me all the time. But I went through and I was studying the book of John and I said, Lord, you know, I'm going through here and, and, and the Lord said, I will show you. Okay, I'll show you. And I took a book and I, I think I went through like chapter 15, 16, 17, something like that. And every night I would go through there and I would read. And I said, what are you teaching me? I'd read one verse, you know, and the Lord would give me. That's what I'm saying to you. And it made a great little Bible study for me. Because Holy Spirit's teaching me and I'm reading through there. And I'm going through and I go, man, God is revealing things to me. See, we read stuff real fast. We read it and go, yeah, well, yeah. If we go back through that again, hey, Christ may dwell in your heart. So you think about the Son of God, the, the creator of the universe dwelling in your heart. Let's put, pick this thing apart. How do you do that? By, by faith. He wants us rooted and grounded in what? Love. And he says, so I want you to be able to understand and comprehend. We read this earlier and I asked about the saints and everybody goes, so you got something else to pull out of there today, right? That you made right with him. What is the width, the length, the depth, and the height? Can you go anywhere that God wouldn't go with you? You know, even if it's something that's not good, it's not like God said, I ain't going in there, don't stay out to you on your own. Right? He's with you all the time. But when he nudges you at the door not to go there, <laughs> you probably shouldn't go there. Right? I just want you to see that nothing separates us from the love of God. You know, there's a, there's a few other statements that I had written down here, but I'm just gonna, I just want us to, to understand this. When we go back through this thing, I'm going to go back through the sheet a little bit. You got your... Handouts. Let's take a look at them real close. I know I have mine in here. Here it is. I hope that you were able to write a few things down. I wrote a few things down. I said, who shall separate us? I said, you know what? I realize that it builds my faith and it fills my heart to know nothing can separate us from the love of God. That was my takeaway. What's yours? I said, how could God love me? I said, because of Jesus. And because Jesus chooses to. God chooses to love me even on my worst day. God said, I still love you. And the last one, I said, still not convinced? I said, nothing stops God from being God. What, what stops God from being God? I pray today that through all this, that you know what? Just receive it. You heard about it. You know about it. But will you receive it? So many times, well, well, you know, well, yeah, I need to do that one day. Well, guess what? Today's the day. Well, you know, one of these days I'm going to do this. And yeah, I know, but what about this? And what about this? What about this? You know what? I pray through God's word, Holy Spirit convinces us and draws us to himself to know that nothing ever separates us from the love of God. I also want to say this. As we understand the love of God and we understand the grace of God, then we want to be obedient to God. And I understand we all fall short on that. This guy right here. I'm going to tell you what, today's a new day. And he's a redeeming God. And he's full of grace. And he's full of mercy. And I tell you what, the Bible says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. So I pray today that we come boldly and receive all that God has for us. Let us pray. Father God, I pray today that, uh, that this was an encouraging message to all that will hear it. Not only here, but maybe hear it later on the internet. All around the world, Lord, because you are more than enough. Lord, over and over. It's easy for me to look in the mirror and say, man, bud, you just don't make it. You don't make the cut. But give us eyes of the Lord to realize that we do, and we have, and we did. Because of Christ. Because of his love. Because of his mercy. Because of his grace. And Lord, help us today not only to receive it in our hearts, but once we do, to share it with others. Not just the first of the year, not just till Sunday evening, but each day remind us of this message of your love. How much did you love us? You gave it all. What do we do? We receive it. Lord, you tell us that your love is unconditional, without conditions. It's not based on what I'm doing to maintain it. It's based on what you've done to give it freely. But Lord, help us to be receivers of your word. Help us to be receivers of your grace, receivers of your mercy, and then share it with the world. 
if you're here today, you say, buddy, I, you know, that makes sense to me. I, I believe that God loves me. All right? Are you convinced of that? Have you received him as Lord and Savior? Always want to give everybody opportunity to come to the saving knowledge of Christ. You say, well, I've been to church 30 years. Yeah, I know about Jesus. Yeah, that's great. Do you know him, though, as your personal Savior? You say, how do I do that? The Bible says that we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus. Lord, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe that God had raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Do you believe that today? Have you put your faith and trust in that? Lord, I know you love me. You paid my sin, death, and full. The Bible's very clear. All the sin and fall short of the glory of God. But I'll tell you what. He's got a remedy, and his name is Jesus. I hope you meet him today. Call on the name of Jesus. And if you're here, and you say, man, I know the Lord, but sometimes my walk gets a little wiggly, and I hit a few speed bumps. Understand that his love is constant. And he's wooing you back. So that you know what? You can be restored. He's never lost one. He's not going to start with you. Receive his forgiveness and share it with others. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand.